This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Naruto Uzumaki. Go Eagles! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is... The 200th episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, welcome back. I hope you're having a great week. This is a milestone episode for this show, for the ACMG brand, for me personally. 200 episodes. 200 episodes. This show has lasted for 200 episodes, and that's not even counting... The other shows that I've done in the past, the exclusive interviews that I've done, the, you know, just everything that I've done, the 200th episode, that speaks volumes. And we're here to talk about how loud of a noise this show has made since its beginning. And say what you will about the other episodes, the spinoff episodes, it all started with this one. And I had a vision to do a podcast based upon the vision that I had before to branch out and it is spread out to anything I've ever ever imagined and we're here to celebrate that today we're here to celebrate that we're here to talk about all the news going on in the world of our favorite fandoms um not a talk topic today except for just you know appreciating and reminiscing and talking about what has gone on from start to finish well well not finish from start to present of this show and where's going from here i mean there's a lot going on <laughs> there's a lot going on and we need to keep it going and keep it growing always so we're here we're going to be talking about all of that and much more not to mention some other some new interviews that will be coming soon uh that are being locked down as we speak so we're going to talk about that and much more but this is going to be mostly a newsworthy episode so let's not waste any time 
Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, folks, so to top it off, we're going to talk about James Gunn, who just recently announced the list and cast of the new Suicide Squad movie, the sequel Suicide Squad movie, which will be directed by him. I don't know if it's going to be written by him like he did with Guardians, but which not changes out of 10, he probably did. Um, it's going to be taken care of by James Gunn. Let's just put it like that. And the star studded list of people that he has on here is unreal. Um, let's just go down the line because there's some big surprises in there. And I, I don't know if he has a fandom for pro, uh, for pro wrestling, but I'm starting to believe he does. Well, for two reasons. One is the, I'm going to just point him out right now. He got John's, he casted John Cena in uh, a role for the movie. Now there's rumored that he's going to be playing a character called Peacemaker. So we'll see. And I it's just going to be interesting because, you know, as you guys know, you can't deny it. He's the reason why Batista, Dave Batista, is the star that he is today. Is because, I mean, but Dave Batista has been doing movies prior to Guardians of the Galaxy, but it was not until Guardians of the Galaxy that people really took notice of him and really they accentuated the positives of dave batista's acting and hid the negatives of dave batista's acting which by the way batista has a he's grown over the years as a personality and you know added the charismatic side of him just before he initially left wwe he just his personality just grew his charisma just grew he started doing better promo interviews and stuff like that and I think James Gunn saw that and decided to really strike wild irons hot with him. And lo and behold, this dude's a major star now. And I dare I say the second biggest, most popular star next to The Rock. There's no other wrestler that is as big as Dave Batista, except for Dwayne Johnson. And then John Cena comes in the third. Now, he has John Cena in here, and then he has Batista you know, on his, in his movies. The other reason why is because a friend of mine, I'm going to shout him out, shout out to Joey Feldman, tremendous, fantastic artist um, out in California, I believe Beverly Hills he resides in. And, you know, we, we, we're we both wrestling fans. That's how we actually bonded is because me and him are wrestling fans. And here's the six degrees of separation here from from that case is that he, my, my Joey knows James Gunn. He's actually been over his house. He's watched guardians of the galaxy at his house so i mean joey knows quite a bit of people um he's mixed with joe maganello i mean just recently he did i mean he's a he's a renowned artist uh he just recently did a commission for thanos for thanos himself josh brolin so and i have a picture of him of his work of josh brolin and his family holding his work that he's done uh which i believe is like the third uh commission he's done for him so that you know it's it's really interesting because I know Joey's a hardcore wrestling fan. I remember we used to hang out and we used to watch Japanese hardcore wrestling. And also, I kind of led him into getting to doing indie wrestling as a manager called The Badger. So that's a whole situation right there. 
shout out to Joe Gohart, by the way. <laughs> and um, that, that that situation is interesting because he he actually is he really is. I truly believe he's a wrestler fan. He keeps hiring these wrestling um, talents out here. So John Cena is going to be in here. You got also Jay Courtney uh, back as Captain Boomerang. You have David uh, Meshin, I believe. I'm gonna. I'm probably butchering his name. As uh, rumored to be Polka Dot Man. Um, and all these, well, with the exception of um, Jay Courtney, because he was already reprising the role. Uh, Jack Juan Cassio, Nathan Filler, Fillin is also. Nathan Fillon uh, has been in a lot of James Gunn um, projects. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy as well, whether people know it or not. Uh, Joe uh, Kenneman uh, is back as Rick Flagg. Um, he's reprising that role. We got Mei-Ling uh, Ng. We got uh, Flola Boyg. We got Sean Gunn, uh, brother, I believe, of uh, James Gunn. So, and also, the he is the actor who plays the movement the motion cap for a uh, rocket raccoon as well so it'll be interesting to see where he's going to be in this you got uh jean uh dago Botto, you got storm reed you got pete pete davison <laughs> what the hell is i don't see pete davison lasting it I, it's going to be interesting there's a ton of people in here uh take what watiti the director of uh thor ragnarok and the upcoming movie that he, he's going to be working on is going to be in this movie uh, Alice Braga, Steve Aggie, uh, Tanishi, uh, Jesses, uh, uh, Jesse, Daniel, uh, Mature, which is, uh, reportedly going to be, uh, what is it? Uh, Ratcatcher is going to be, uh, here. This, that's reported, which means it's rumored. Um, Peter Capaldi, Julia Ruiz, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis returns as Amanda Waller, of course. Idris Alba is in here replacing will smith as deadshot which has uh, been reported because of commitments and schedules uh he was not able to make it what commitment and schedules i, I guess bad boy will probably be it too and that could be the case so idris alba is going to be taking his place which by the way no offense to my philly brother but idris alba is probably a way better choice anyway you know, Idris Alba just fits the role perfectly. Uh, Margot Robbie is returning as Harley, Harley Quinn uh, and Michael Roker. So it's going to be interesting to see where he's playing. Now, on the Twitter message, James Gunn does put on the caption, don't get too attached, meaning a lot of these guys are going to be out. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of cameos. A lot of these could be cameo roles at, uh, roles at best. So we'll see who it will you know be the ones to survive here but i'm really excited about this uh version truth be told suicide squad one wasn't the best film but it was not the worst film that dc has ever done um i can watch that better than quite a few of the movies that they already made and i'm sorry to tell people including shazam <laughs> so i will watch suicide squad before i watch shazam again I, I that you know I'm just talking from from biasness. I can't mess with that role. So there you have it right there. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm really looking to see what John Cena is going to do. John Cena is really he, he he's not really a bad actor. You can't have him on for long roles. He's good. He's like a short and sweet type of you know guy. So, but in the hands of uh, James Gunn. I think he's going to make him look like a million bucks. 
So if he keeps them all for a long haul, if he does what he do, uh, what he did with Dave Batista, I think uh, John Cena may uh, get a he he may be getting a, a level up from this one too. So I'm interested to see what uh, ta- uh, Taika Waititi is going to be in here as well. I think I think he's going to be a cameo. I absolutely think he's going to be a cameo. He's uh, this rumored that he's growing a mustache too, uh, which is possibly for this role and some uh, suspects of what he might be playing as well so that that will be absolutely awesome i'm looking forward to it so the idea is that the bad part is is that like for dc films it's like once he does this film what is it going to matter he's going to do this one film it'll there's a big chance that it'll be very successful and then Will there be renegotiations for this? Because he's going back to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and God knows what else from here. So I don't know. I think the idea for DC films is to probably make him feel very welcome, very accommodated, um, you know, to make him feel like a king right now because they need a guy like him. He's power. He's kind of like, I, I, I reference him in the same way when Marvel and Image lost Jim Lee and he went to DC. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't want to mess up with a guy like that. You do not want to have a bad experience give a bad experience with a guy like that because that guy can bring you gold just like Jim Lee did for DC. I mean, he stepped DC's game immensely because before that, you know, before Jim Lee, DC did not have any talent as good as what Marvel and Image had at the time. they Part of the reason why DC was losing in the 90s partly was because of the art direction. I mean, it was there was just not a... The quality of art compared to what uh, DC... Compared to what Marvel and Image was providing was not the same. You know, they had all the rock stars. Uh, DC had some great writing in their books but you know at the time the 90s was all about visuals and when you got a guy like jim lee and and look debated if you want rob liefeld made money uh you had eric larson you had mark silvestri um man the killers tex i mean you just just man mark bagley i mean geez arthur adams you had that was the wu-tang of the comic book industry at the time (laughs) <laughs> that's true indeed you like you couldn't there was none higher so when they split and jim lee went that kind of stepped up the game for him and then a lot of other people art thybert start uh, you know traveled over there as well started doing titans i mean it was just it just got so much better over there the quality you know when you got a power dude like jim lee you got like this same here you got a power dude like uh james gunn this can help so it it it, it far be it for dc films to not you know give him whatever the hell he wants to make them money because at this point they need it desperately we got marvel on marvel crime going on with sony and marvel studios right now involving spider-man they fighting amongst themselves they not even looking at dc uh films in the radar so hopefully james gunn can help bring that together and it could be beneficial for james gunn too to you know to show that he is money and i i would love i just it's just an interesting dynamic that we're going to be seeing here so we'll see i'm looking forward to it i'll I'm very much looking forward to seeing things develop you know uh, with this film as time goes by so we'll see and other news dc plus 
has announced that they will be adding some of our favorite 90s animated series, including X-Men, the animated series, Spider-Man, the animated series, the original DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, and many, many more. So this thing is uh, starting to shape up. It is very much starting to shape up. The WWE Network is starting to suck like hell, and NXT is now going into weeknights on USA. You know what that means? That means I am going to be take, leaving a streaming network very soon, and I need to fill it up. What am I going to do that with? Not just New Japan per us, no, uh, New Japan World. I'm going to probably go into uh, Disney Plus just seems very obvious dc universe is also really doing um very well right now so i'm loving what they're doing so disney plus looks like it's going to be a brick house for streaming so the only reason why i'm getting this is because i'm taking out one and filling in the other so <laughs> there's no way in hell i'm going to keep adding on to all these things and d in wwe right now for me is just they they're started up a new streaming network uh, a new version of the streaming network so right now it's it's back to formula and there's a lot of people who are not happy with it i got people i know who aren't able to get on the network properly and easily and user friendly as they could so hey why not uh, invest in disney plus because guaranteed they're gonna get it right I, I i have high hopes that they're gonna get it right dc universe was a little bit rusty at first but they've got they've become much better as well I wouldn't mind putting invested in this. is coming up November 12th. It will be for $6.99 per month. However, if you do a year, you can only you get it for $69.99. Now here's why the year, the yearly subscription is a great deal. Basically, if you pay a whole year paying $6.99, that adds up to $83.88 a year. If you do a yearly subscription, you're cutting it off by $13.89. That's a diff that's a really significant difference that you could be saving right there. So this is what I'm talking about. When you think about you talk about using critical thinking towards investing in your fandoms, you gotta look at the aspects. You gotta do the math. Because just paying $6.99 a month and just you know letting ignorance become bliss. <laughs> and ignoring this you wind up being paying more so pay for the yearly subscription and save a little bit just to do it if you're going to do it that way and i like the fact that they even gave you an option for a yearly subscription i hope a lot of other you know um i think that might start off for a lot of other companies as well and start doing it that way so i dig it i dig it uh some interesting news here if you ever wanted to buy stock in a form of fandom this might be it nerdbot.com reported that a new brand of soap based on the essence of Starfleet Captain Jean-Luc Picard, to many the best <laughs> of the Star or of Star Trek The Next Generation. They have a bar of soap. It's a regular bar of soap, but it's like the bar of soap, the cover for the bar of soap, the graphic for the bar of soap, has Jean-Luc Picard on there is heavily advertising him in Star Trek uh, Generation. The idea, the gimmick of this is to smell like Jean-Luc Picard, which in somebody somebody's imagination, he smells like Earl Grey soup. So I am mad at this. I am not mad at this, not one bit. And here's why. There's a lot of Star Trek fans out there. There's a lot of Trekkies out there. Hell, there's a lot of fans out there that go to these cons. You talk about a great seller for somebody to sell to um, for a convention, and especially a Trek convention, 
And I don't know if any of you listeners have ever been to a hardcore con like that or a big con like San Diego or New York or, or any of those Keystone and all that. But sometimes our cultural, our subculture can be a smelly one. <laughs> and, and if this is a way and this is known, this is known. There's been there's been songs about this, about the scent of the atmosphere of a convention sometimes. And not all of them. That's not all of them, but it's a known cultural tradition, not a good one, not one that we should keep going. But, you know, I know there's there's some hardcore guys out there, especially in San Diego, who got to camp out for days at Hall H and all this stuff. But, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm saying you got to keep it real and keep it clean. So why not do it smelling like what we believe is Jean-Luc Picard? Be Patrick Stewart on the actual cons. That's all I'm saying. So the funny part about this, or the great part about this to the person, to the people responsible, is that the soap has actually sold out completely. It was on sale for $3.95. I hope that whoever has purchased this did not just do so for collectors, you know, for for a collector's item. Actually, use the goddamn soap. The more you use it, the more they can advance, the more they can actually start producing this. So please support this. Support this, especially for when you're traveling out to those cons from afar. For those who are actually camping out, use it. Earl Grey is a great scent. And if I start smelling in the cons, I know it's working. So please, please, please support this as I put as I invest in stock in this company. So definitely go out of your way to do so. Folks, the last bit of news that I have is just going to be very, very interesting here because part of it is probably going to be me ranting. And this is off of the actual news. And this is news. This is definitely concrete news. News that, which by the way, before I even do that, I got to tell you listeners, when you are online, and you actually actually go and see articles, please, I implore you to do your homework when you're looking at articles. Please do not just read the headlines of something because that's what starts up so much crap of false news, of fake news, if you want to call it that. And this happens so much. Like people want people on social media want to be recognized as smart, as professional, as a as a as a uh, expert if you will on a certain subject but a lot of them don't do the work a lot of you guys don't do the work a lot of you guys just constantly just read off headlines you get part of the information but at all you don't dig you don't do your homework you don't find more references and see what's going on there's a lot of homework when it comes to doing you know journalism or media or whatever like that you cannot just try to claim you're an expert but don't have a backing or you don't have the merit of information so i say this because there is a website and i don't want to give them any credit but this website has there's webs all right let me just put like this i'm not giving this website credit but if you're listening and you're from the acmg facebook group you know what the hell i'm talking about because i've been ranting about it like crazy but there's a website there are websites out there that has false information and let me tell you how you know if if the news is real 
Like for instance, there I I, I won't say the name of the comp of, of the website, but I will provide the articles that they have been doing. They have been providing actual articles talking about how Marvel is going to bring back the Defenders. No. Okay, let me tell you why that's no. And and actually, I'll add that on to a recent article also that talks about Michael Fassbender possibly becoming Doctor Doom. Let me tell you why that's not real. One, if that was any way real, why is that not being, like, just... Why is that not being on the radar of like any other major media news outlets? The ones that actually talk and reach out to these companies, the ones that actually get interview exclusive interviews from these companies. I'm talking about like entertainment, you know, weeklies, the um, you know, the Empire uh, magazines, the hell, the IGN.com. Say what you will about their reviews and all this stuff, but to their credit, they get a lot of clout from these companies they get a lot of interviews from these companies they get a lot of information from these companies so they to their credit they're not going to post things they're going to do thorough homework you know before they actually do it now granted there was a little bit of unethical type of situation involving what some of their reviews but that's a whole nother situation but when it comes to doing interviews and getting the lowdown on what's going on and and you know entertainment they got it so there's a lot of other places. Why haven't those places been, you know, capturing this situation? Like this part, the, the, the website that I was reading, the article that I was reading, by the way, I did read the article. I just didn't go by the damn uh, headline like most people do. When you read the article, one, the article said that it had a source. I didn't, I, it, I was, it just, something just about it just rubbed the wrong way. Two, the writing in the article was just, like a C level, like a C grade level article, like an essay from English and uh, from like a college English course. Just the way that it was, you know, that it was been written and it, 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 the articulation of it was just, it was very. What can what's the word I could say for it? I'm trying to be too rude. It wasn't as artic- Let's just say that it wasn't as articulate as you would read most articles from the big guys from the pros from actual journalists and just certain ways like if i i look you're talking about somebody who used to get do essays and term papers at school and i gotten many a's from my term papers i read that and i was like no that some of the words that were said and how it was pronounced and how it was worded it was very cringeworthy in a sense so to me, it's just it didn't come off as any way professional at all. The second reason why I don't believe this is because it was there was nothing, not I mean nothing on social media trending about that. The first place I go is like Twitter. The first place I go because you know you look at the top ten or top you know the top uh, trending list. None of that's happening because I guarantee you, if Michael Fassbender was even going to read remotely Doctor Doom, which, by the way, would be absolutely fantastic because I think he'd be perfect for the role. I'll be that would be all over the place. That would be all. Kevin Feige haven't even mentioned that. He hasn't even mentioned anything about the Fantastic Four outside of uh, San Diego Comic Con and D twenty three. It no, none of that's been mentioned. They would have made a huge deal out of that, and it wasn't. Nobody was following that. So I really, 
really don't believe that's what clickbait is people and and uh, like i said if you want to be recognized as an expert or a professional or you know what you or you want people to know that you are smart and understanding what you know do your homework do your homework man like don't just go and say it because this is the this is the age of information we can back track and fact check you in a second <laughs> okay so just don't believe that but this what i'm reading right here is in fact real it has been trending it has been you know followed by a whole bunch of other you know media formats and that is another stupid freaking reboot and this one is the one that's going to have to be argued this for a lot of reasons this one is going to have to be argued apparently somebody is going to have the gall to try to reboot face off face off for those who have not watched it and there may be some new people some some millennials and all that stuff that haven't watched this movie totally understand it's quite fine now, i'm not going to be like you haven't watched uh, face off are you kidding me no i i used i used to say that too and i started thinking i'm like Maybe I should stop acting like an ass and start stop saying it, because not everybody sees everything, or not everybody does everything. So it just so happens we need to go about that a, a different way, because I'm really tired of hearing that. So there may be some people who have not had a chance to actually see Face Off. Now, with that said, if you did not, I would highly recommend you go see Face Off, because it's one of the classic action films done by one of the masterminds of action films, and that is John Woo. John Woo is one of the greatest directors of action films because he does gunplay like nobody else. It is a it is literally is a symphony of violence because he does these trick type of uh, sequences, you know, during gunfights that it's never it's, still to this day has not been imitated or seen by many. And this is from a guy who's never held a gun in his life. To my knowledge, he's still never held a gun, but he's done these fantastic scenes. I guess, let me stop. The guy who did John Wick wasn't bad either. I, I forgot who the director with John Wick was, but the, the uh, scenes from John Wick were bad. But if you if you put it to John Woo, nah, I'm sorry. John Woo kills it. John Woo kills gun, uh, gun action scenes. It, like, it's just unbelievably beautiful to watch. And that's the situation here. John Woo directed that film. He specifically, so like one of the first American films he's really done uh, for America. He was known for doing a lot of great, you know, scene, um, movies in Hong Kong or whatnot. Uh, and they brought him here to do some stuff from here. And the first one was Face Off with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. So. This classic John Woo masterpiece action film stars John Travolta as FBI agent Sean Archer hunting down the world's most notorious domestic terrorist, Caster Troy, played by Nicolas Cage. And one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies and favorite roles ever that he's played because Caster, I mean, Caster Troy is one of the best villains of all time. Like that is not named Thanos or is not involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Dude. It's all about, let me tell you, he was such an influence that I believe, and I'm, I could be wrong on this, that professional wrestler Christopher Daniels, um, also known as the Fallen Angel, used to come out to a gimmick that mimicked the very scene at the beginning of Face Off where he dressed up as a preacher. 
and he played it off. He played that off really well. That scene was just phenomenal. Like, Nicolas Cage was just the best in this role. So, this leads to them exchanging faces via a face transplant in order to stop a bomb threat that Troy put together before going into a coma at the hands of Sean Archer. It's a whole thing. It's a really a whole thing. This led to some very innovative creative moments orchestrated by John Woo's ability to create a, what I, like I said, a symphony of violence. Now, for some stupid reason, and I mean absolutely stupid reason, Paramount Pictures feels that, uh, that they have an opportunity to reboot this movie and they announced that they will remake this movie with a whole new cast. I'm not blaming the whole new cast. I'm blaming Paramount Pictures for not just coming up with something original instead of rebooting. I, I'm so tired of these reboots, and this is, I think this may be the nail on the head for me. Reboots, why, what is, what, why, are, are we diluting an imagination in this country? Why are we not building on new intellectual properties, on new content? That to me is just amazes me that you're 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 redoing something that was already done originally by somebody else. I don't get it. Some things I would love to see as reboots or something like that, or a new version of it, because I knew from this age it could be better. Not everything. And this is one of them. This is one of those, this is one of those timeless films. I guarantee you I could watch it, and I probably will watch it when this comes out to compare and contrast the two because I watched last time I watched um face off it still stood the test of time which was like I think I watched it maybe like five years ago maybe five six years ago uh and watched it maybe even uh, earlier than that maybe like three or four years ago but I watched it and it was like this still holds this the 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 action is still great the story is still great the character development is still awesome I don't understand why they need to redo this. Not only that, the question asked, is John Woo going to be back to do this? If he's not, I'm really afraid of what they're going to do because part of the the lore for this movie was that you had John Travolta and you had Nicolas Cage, but it was directed by John Woo. He was the third and probably most important factor. Like, they could have did this movie with anybody else and anybody else could have just made a normal generic film but directed under John Woo it made it just that much special because we know what he did prior to we know what he got himself into we know what he did and what made him popular so it was it's the same it's the same as like when we had Jackie Chan come to America to start doing American film we saw what he did in uh in uh China and Hong Kong and such like that and you know City Hunters and um all of the other shows that he all of the other movies that he's done and all the stunts that he's done over there so we brought him to America and started doing and making American films and Rush Hour was one of the best buddy cop films of all time bar none and it, a lot of that was had a lot to do with what uh Jackie Chan was able to do you know, all of his stunts and everything. Rumble in the Bronx. Give that credit, too. You know, which, by the way, I got to watch his new, uh, you know, drama action series. I heard that was really good, too. But I digress. It, it just it just really it really kills me. It's like you're this is when you don't give a crap about art, because what John Woo did for that film was art 
film should be about art, not redoing a... How many people do to redo the Mona Lisa? How many people do you know have repainted the Mona Lisa? Or done Rembrandt's work? Or done, uh... God, I mean, just... I can name a bunch of them. Sergeant's work. You don't redo work. You create... Inspired... Being inspired by the work. When it comes to... When it really comes to film... To me, that bothers me because it's like you're not being artistic. You're not being original. You're just leaping off of somebody else's work. Why? Why? That to me pisses me off so bad. As an artist, I, I just just from my perspective, I'm just like, I you can't play off of somebody else. You got to do your own. Let it work for you. You know, how would the Matrix work if somebody else was in? God damn it. Somebody's probably going to redo that. Ah, God. But nonetheless, you know, it just it's I would be fine with reboots had if they weren't done so rapidly and frequently. But it's being done so much to the point that it's become a cookie cutter and there's not enough original film out there now. It bothers me. And, there is, and, and the ones that are original films, they're like indie films and all this stuff. They're not getting them a lot of promotion or anything like that. You know, they're they're being recognized at film festivals, but outside the film festivals, how far do they go on a radar? Because there's not a lot. There's not as much as people go to the movies. There are not that many film buffs out there. And it just it, it, this really bothers me to no end. So, I mean, if and, and again, I talk about face off. That's just one of John Woo's great films. If you really want to check out some other stuff, like check out Hard Boil, which I think was the movie that really got people. To notice what John Woo can do, Hard Boyle was just like what Child. I believe Child Young Fat was on air. We got to see him too, which he ended up doing Crouching Tiger, Hitting Dragon um, later on. Um, you, uh, the Killer, Better, A Better Tomorrow, One and Two. He, and then later on, after Face Off, he did Mission Impossible too as well, and that really made a lot of um, bank as well. So, seriously, I mean, truthfully, these reboots, I, 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 I really don't see this being a good idea now i reserve a right to wait and see but damn damn this is really this is really when it was like hit me hard like i was like no what how are y'all gonna this i mean granted all right granted there is a puncher's chance that they can possibly make this successful and make this good but I, I see a little, I see a little bit of a backlash. I mean, this just reminds me of how they tried to reboot RoboCop, and we saw how they. Now, granted, all right, say what you will. That RoboCop, the recent RoboCop, is a guilty pleasure for me. I mean, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but nothing compares to the original. The original still stands on its own. Uh, there are a lot of memorable moments about that, about that um, movie and the way that they made RoboCop. You know, I, it's just like. Ugh. Dude, I'm just saying. So we will see. Let, let it, what do you guys think of this? Let me know. You know, this is just to me another reboot. I want. I now want to see some original stuff. Now, granted, I say this and I say about comic book movies, but comic book movies is something different because it's like they're basing it on the writing of a comic book or a graphic novel, if you will. So that's one thing. But rebooting. And again, we're about to see we're about to see another Spidey reboot. So, I mean, what can we say? That's another whole another issue too. But this one, this I this does not to be. This is just the one that does not need to be touched. 
Maybe that's a question I need to ask our ACMG Facebook uh, group. Name a movie that you really, that just really should not be touched. Hell, let me know. Or when I post this on uh, Instagram, on at Dexavier Josiah, at Dexavier underscore Josiah. Check it out there. Let me know. Let me know if you guys, or check, you know, hit me up on the Facebook group when we when I post on air too. So let me know. what is Is, is there a movie that is just so good it, it doesn't need to be rebooted, it doesn't need to be touched? Let me know about that. So, because this one just puts me in a place right now. So, folks, that will do it for this edition of What's New in the World of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and our talk topic is going to be different. We're going to talk about the fact that this is a 200 episode, but for those who are inspiring to do something that you've been, uh, that you envision throughout your life, stay tuned for that because that's, it's going to be a little bit of that. It's going to be a little, but we're going to talk about and celebrate. 200 episodes of everything that has happened since day one so stay tuned for that and uh we'll come back right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of team titans go here's your chance to check out all of that and more on talk time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live this is charlotte chung and fred tattashore and you're listening to acmg presents talk time live do it and now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. It's time for the show that gives you the best in all things anime, comics, movies, and games. ACMG presents Talk Time Live with your hosts, Dex Xavier Josiah, Lou Johnson, Terrence T-Mobile Simon, Joe Carr, and Andre Stokes. Ready? Go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, ACMG proudly brings to you its finest podcast in the world, Talk Time Live with your host, Xavier Josiah, Terrence, T-Mobile, Simon, and Lou Johnson. How are you all doing? How you feeling? What's going on, fellas? Doing good, brother. It's nice to be here and finally be putting the wheels in motion. I've been waiting for this all week, all month. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have that feeling to hype things up like that and, you know, cause anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, my man, Lou Johnson, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, man, I'm feeling good, feeling good in the hood. Um, I've been waiting for this ever since it was spoken of, you know, so I'm like T right now. I'm really hyped, really excited about this whole thing. And I want to give you guys out there listening everything you're looking for from us three and then from the other two pieces of old trying that are going to come in later. 
<laughs> and he is referring to Andre Stokes, of uh, course, admin of ACMG, who will more than likely be with us possibly next week uh, if all things work out. And uh, Joanne Carr, who will be with us, you know, you know, for the most part, um, just to let you know, she is with us in a special podcast episode that we are going to post out soon, uh, which is the review of Furious 7. And uh, it was a really good review that we put together. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Definitely. And um, welcome to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, people. This is the podcast. This is your podcast that we present to you and we cover all things anime, comics, movies and games. We guarantee you we will have the hottest, the funniest and the most spectacular and entertaining podcast you have all ever seen this side of the negative zone. So let's just talk about exactly what we're going to do and what we entailed uh, to do through maybe an hour, maybe a little bit longer. Who knows? Depends on how crazy we get. So uh, <laughs> we're going to cover different segments uh, throughout the entire show. Uh, we start out with, you know, just talking about ourselves, you know, because, you know, we're conceited like that. And um, <laughs> times. And then we're going to move on to talking about things such as, you know, what's going on in the world of ACMG. And that basically is going to entail us uh, talking about what did you do? Some of the most big, some of the most uh, significant posts that we find throughout the week from you and sometimes from us every so often um, that we're going to talk about that's going to raise, you know, conversation from us. So we're definitely going to do that. We're going to get you guys into the atmosphere of our podcast as well. Um, then we're going to have main subjects that we're going to cover you know for this show so we'll be talking about some major issues of things that we talked about a lot or some new things that are coming up some current events based on uh the world of uh anime comics movies and games and so, so we'll be talking about that there will be interviews uh you know as well we got some people that we are scheduled to have on air hopefully some really good names as times go on i don't want to you know put hopes up on anything yet but we do have some names and then we have some possible names that you know some hopefully no names that you guys may come off in the near future so uh cross fingers on that ladies and gentlemen that fun bit of footage was from the very first episode of talk time live dated back to april 10th of 2015 myself terrence t-mobile simon lou johnson headed off the inaugural show and if you listen to that back then and the quality that it was and how it's gotten to now, uh, you see evolution. You see a lot of change there. Um, I've actually said, I, I told myself that I was never, I never wanted to hear that first episode ever again, solely just because of the quality that it was before and we just started. But, you know, it was just, it was a lot going on back then, but we did it. We got it started and um, it just went off from there and it grew. It grew exponentially, both in listenership, it grew in quality, it grew in the continuity that we had in here because we kept going. I, you know, we kept it going. I, you know, the promotions, I was designing promotions all the time. I was, you know, making the phone calls. You know, I had these great voices on the show with Terrence and Lou and then later on, um, Joanne. Oh, the late Joanne Carr uh, joined the show uh, for a short stint. Um, we had Megan uh, Walsh for a bit. We had Andre Stokes for a bit. Uh, we had some others as well that would stop by from time to time. But, you know, that type of, you know, camaraderie came on 
and we made it a quality brand. Not only what I loved about it, and the idea behind Talk Time Live was to make it a very universal, diverse type atmosphere. You know, yes, it's done by an African-American, it's created by an African-American, it's designed by an African-American, hosted by a multitude of different variety of cast members. But we wanted to keep it universal. It's not about just being a black-owned, you know, product but also a black owned product that can embrace all you know talk time live lived off of the true essence and philosophy of martin of dr martin luther king you know we are all we are human but we're also all fans and we can all enjoy the same things together no matter who or what you believe in or who you are or whatnot and i wanted to have a diverse amount of cast around and we did to the extent of of the time when during the first few years of it you know and Trust me when I tell you, um, I will always give credit to the former co-host of this show who really brought in some quality, had some great times, great, you know, opportunities to have and some great fun. And they were absolutely phenomenal voices for the show. Um, just things on this show was just so awesome from episode one to now being the 200 episode. And again, I say this all the time. This is just... This is the 200th episode of the Prime Show. We're not talking the other episodes. I'm at 164 with, uh, what is that? With Select Start. I've also done podcasts for each of the co-hosts of their own, based on their own favorite fandoms. Um, Terrence had his own at one time that I was producing. Um, Megan had one for the Epic Weekly Rundown that I was producing. Lou had the Digital Law Box for comic books. You know, so think about that. I was working every single day of the week just doing this because i love doing this i loved it i love to talk i love to talk about the things that we love i love to talk about it with people who i felt that really understood and really loved what they did and really put into work for what they did you know that's what i thought for the bit and you know lo and behold it became somewhat of a success and it you know i constantly kept pushing the brand out on social media as much as I can, as much as one person can possibly do. Um, and try to just try to get our names out there. Just try to get, you know, the name of ACMG and talk time live to really become a thing. So April 10th, 2015 was the inaugural day. And I'm, I'm just happy right now of how things have gone to where they were at now, because I had a vision. I knew that when me and Joanne and Andre, you, we had a meeting at a restaurant in my area and talked about how we can make ACMG the Facebook group a little bit more. And I told, I told Andre from the jump, I want a podcast. I want to make this happen. And in order to make this happen, it took me like a couple, a few years, like three years to really learn truly. Well, just not even learn, but like just save up the money to get the equipment uh, that was needed um, understand how the equipment was used you know learn a new skill you know because I'm a graphic designer and a web designer at best but you know I'm also a kinesthetic learner so I do tend to learn from other people and talk to other people and you know just went about it the right way to get it done and I finally got it we finally created it we came up with uh, the talk time live actually credit to Dre because Dre came up with the idea of saying talk time live based on the talk time post that i created 
on the show. He just said, just add live to it and just make it live. I'm like, word, we can do that. That's that's a done deal. And it just popped off from there. Now, granted, I had a, had a little bit of a thing about the whole live thing because we weren't actually live. We were pre-recording. But later on, lo and behold, TMZ Live also pre-records every one of their episodes, too. So there. So um, I, I felt very good about that as well because it was going to be talk time live extra to some extent. But technically, it is there is talk time. There is talk time or talk time extra at that. But the reason why I wanted to use this time for the talk topic to talk about this is that not only to celebrate the fact that we're 200 episodes into the prime show but just to say that to anybody whoever wants to aspire whoever has a vision to do something that they love and feel that they can't do it by themselves I'm here to tell you right here on the 200th episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, that is absolutely a possibility. A possibility that can only happen if you have the hunger and drive, want and will to make it happen. And it's not going to happen when you want it to happen. It's going to happen when it needs to be. And when you plan and you plan properly, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. Uh, Six years ago, ACMG was created. Four years within that, Talk Time Live was created. And I'm sitting here today talking to you guys once again another week. As I had just a few weeks removed of one of the biggest milestones of this podcast career uh, or, or long or lifespan for that matter. By hosting a panel governed by one of the best and the top event companies in the world and that's repop my first panels my first two panels ever technically my first panel and my first big panel all done in one weekend all because somebody had faith in me and felt that i had the i was able to do and pull off something that i've never pulled off before because i busted my ass to put in the work to give this the quality that that it needed to be recognized by people like Repop, like people like Cal Bear and Molly Flanagan and all sorts of people, different sponsors out there and stuff like that. It, 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 I can tell you this. One person can do it. Whether one person should do it, that's a whole other thing. But in, at the end of the day, if there's nobody else, damn sure you could be the pillar for, your, for the whole entire thing and create the foundation of it. I can tell you that right now. Now, I say this and you're probably wondering, well, wait, you had like five other people that you started off. Um, that is true. That is really true. And if I had a choice, I would still have five people. I would still have those five people in particular. The fact of the matter is there's a lot of hard work that goes into this show. And while I commend them, for all of the time that they have put in to being the voices of this show. Things have happened, whereas they just it became too much for them and they decided that they wanted to pull off. And I greatly respect that because I'd rather them pull off than dragging their feet on the way and becoming a an anchor to the vision of what this can be, because that would be worse. That would be absolutely worse. And. 
I would love it. I mean, down the line, this is like I said, this is a lot of work to be done. And on, you know, to put to put together anything, let alone putting together a podcast. People think it's really easy to do. It's really not, in a sense, because not only is just not just talking on a microphone. It's also being able to find the right people or being the right person to put it all together properly and to have the right quality sound and to have the right quality brand and to have the right, you know, business uh, aspect and perspective, if you will, as well, because it comes down the line as you grow, you have to find a way to extend. And it does. And it does if you do it properly. So. The problem of why is it was like it reminds me of a song. It reminds me of the verse from uh, "100 Miles of Running" in NWA, where Dre is like, "We started with five, but Joe one couldn't take it, but now it's four because the fifth couldn't make it." In this case, it's like we started with five, but Joe four couldn't take it, so now it's one because the four couldn't make it. In a sense, and that's no dig on them. That's just the way it is. It, it when you put in the work, it's not just about being on a microphone. You have to be about it all the time shout out to the black tribbles because i've always i've always loved what those guys have done from a from a perspective from an aspect of you got four different five different entities i think now six or whatever and each one of them have a their own brand and their own entity in their, within their self but then they come together and make it even more powerful and that's kind of what i was looking for and I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't have that with this at first because, well, I, I just didn't have it because these guys weren't used to being in that type of limelight. And it could scare people. It could scare some people. It could really scare some people. And it could be hard. You know, it, it's sometimes it, it doesn't always happen. Like I said, it doesn't happen when you want it. It happens when it needs to be. And I say that to say that when you actually put into work it doesn't get always give it back sometimes you'll have downtime sometimes you'll have low numbers sometimes you'll have a lot of things that happen a lot of things that will happen but it always never always like it's not an instant thing it's like you're gonna do this and it's gonna get to this level it's the, it's the biggest misconception that i think people have on everything that they see on tv they see somebody doing something successful they see other people getting uh, opportunities i can guarantee you they got those opportunities after years of grinding and they had to handle the grind they had to embrace the grind they had to eat the grind and it just doesn't happen that way and in order for you to want to be successful in anything you have to pay the price you have to sacrifice you have to take every bit of it and have a stern heart and a stern back and you got to be able to get through it all and persevere without it you're gonna crack i remember when i was in um in college for art and design we had my rest in peace my teacher um bob page i mentioned him before quite a few times in a few episodes very good art teacher i worked with him for black and white design and, and drawing classes but he was a very stern guy. He would not pull punches. He would not. And now I truly understand why he didn't pull punches. I truly understand because this is not for the weak at heart. And if you can't handle criticism, if you can't handle failure, if you can't handle any of that, you're not going to get through. You're not going to get through at all. And 
I say that to say that as much as I love those guys and they did really well, they couldn't. It was a lot for them. They had I, you know, I have my family, I have my wife. They got family. They got things they got to do too. They got other jobs. So did I. At the time when I first started walk um, doing Talk Time Live, I was also doing my uh, my freelance business with Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. So I had working on client stuff as well. I was working with the Alzheimer's Association nine to five Monday through Friday. While doing this show, while doing client uh, work, while doing a lot of other things, while doing artwork and design for ACMG. So in that sense, you can't tell me a damn thing, because if you really the fact of the matter is, if you really want it, you're going to make it happen no matter what. I worked like 17 hours a day doing all this stuff. 17 hours, man. I counted it. I, I freaking counted from the morning I woke up to the end during because I wanted to make this happen. So, yeah, if you really want it. And if you don't have anybody else to do it, you make it happen. You definitely make it happen. And it's because of that, that we are here at the 200th episode right now and celebrating all that we got a chance to talk about and all that we got a chance to do. I mean, the the events that we have for this show, the Omega Fist Tournament, which is still one of my favorite all-time things. Uh, you know, my, my version of fantasy fighting tournaments, you know, using comic book characters, that was an ultra thing. You know, thank you to everybody who would participate in that. And, you know, the fact that we were able to make a podcast out of that and have a, you know, highlight show of that. And then furthermore, to get Kyle Haybear, uh, who was the voice of Ryu and Ruben Langdon the next year to, you know, do audio drop sound bites for it. That, you know, that speaks volumes of the quality and hard work that's been put in. The fact that I was able to get a lot of the guests that we got on this show. I mean, shout out to my great friend Molly you know the voice of naruto um my god uh the the, the names that we got on the show bob page the creator of rena stimpy chris battle the animator for uh teen titans go uh countless game developers which by the way another one is coming soon stay tuned the the countless guests that we've had on here artists uh jeff thorne you know the showrunner for Black Panther's Quest, the former actor known for um, <laughs> for In a Heated Night, T.C. Carson, the legendary T.C. Carson from Living Single, also the voice of Kratos. I mean, just so many people. Ruben Lang and I mentioned him too. Um, just so many people that were that graced this show. I hate as many people as controversial as this is going to sound, and people hate it. Vic Mignogna was my first guest ever on his show, and he also returned for another show. He was always. So for whatever it is, because the case is still going on, the case is not over and there's still a lot of crap going on with that. He was nice enough to come on the show. And if you hear the any of those episodes, which it is available on an exclusive page, I didn't take it down. You can hear him express his with his passion and everything about him. And he's, of course, I've heard from other people within the industry that's worked with him that he's not always the best guy in the world to some extent, and he could be some ways, but it's a mix, it's a half and half thing with him. But as far as this show, he started to show off on exclusives, and I could not thank him for that, you know? So, um, I mean, just so many people have come on the show. Amanda C. Miller, you know, it's just, the show just grew because 
one person had an idea and a vision and a plan to make it happen and it happened and it's still happening and it at this point at this point it is going to continue to grow from here you know uh we still got guests that are going to be on the show uh that they're actually literally just spoken with uh yesterday and we were, we were you know exchanging emails back and forth so those people are in the works of coming in within uh the next few so stay tuned for that definitely it's just been growing i mean the exclusives page we had talk i said like start we still got guests coming in and i would be terribly remiss if i didn't mention the music talent for this show um producer ray rowley who actually started us off and got us on the jump with this uh show i mean the music a lot of the music in the early days that you heard was from ray and he started us off i still use some of his uh beats for uh select start and maybe some other stuff as well within the prime show so you know thank him for you know putting his great talents to it as well but i really really got to thank none other than mega ran and producer k murdoch for putting together and helping to evolve this show immensely with the talk time live theme music that he created for this show it's 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 my jack of spades man if y'all watch uh i'm gonna get you sucker you know what that means this is my theme music this is literally my theme music uh that mega ran and k murdoch put together and it just works so well and the words that he put together works so well for this show and it really stepped up the game because this was a time when things were changing for the show and i was going to be on my own and you know it narrated everything that was has been going on in my life that's been going on with the show and what's going to happen later on and it, it i without even i literally only gave mega ram bullet points about what i wanted on the show how he got all that from the little bit of bullet points i did speaks volumes for his talent and his ability and why he's doing huge things out there today why he is a guinness book of world records recipient why he is constantly being seen on a strip of every single big major event going on today in in our fandoms so much love to you guys thank you so much uh brother raheem and and, and uh, kyle man you guys have helped bring this show to so many levels with that theme music and, and the music that i'm able to use because of you guys um shout out to game chops as well dj Cupman, uh you know my friend neighbor you know great another absolutely phenomenal talented artist um artist and producer my, his um himself who provides the music that you're hearing the background music that you're literally hearing right now uh i you know I interviewed him ages ago, like this is before he even talked on live. I interviewed him, you know, on an iPad and started that up for the Facebook group. And we just kept clicking on to then. Now he's like lived down the street from me and we just been working together ever since. I support that dude wholeheartedly and his fiance slash um, Maggie slash his um, manager, partner, whatever. So, you know, both of them, kudos to you. And thank you guys for just adding on to the quality of this show. This is Philly in a nutshell people and yes mega ran lives in phoenix but he is from philly born and raised so we still claim him <laughs> nonetheless so this is a lot of philly love going around here you know shout out to adam shoop too man much love to him as well he's another neighbor great talented artist as well that lives down the street from me but you know shout out to all that because the music also brings in the quality of this show and i can't thank all of them enough for it I could not have done it 
without any of you listening right now. I could not have done it without those people who helped along the way. You know, former cast and, 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 and especially, you know, they helped jump lift. They helped jumpstart it. You know, and although they couldn't, you know, finish it, I still thank them for what they have done. Um, would I have liked them to do a little bit more? Yes, hell yeah. But that's not taking anything away from what they've done for this show. And for that, all of them, I thank you. And rest in peace to Joanne. Um, we did one episode, and we never got a chance to do another one again with her and with the crew. And I'm at least happy that we got to do one episode reviewing uh what i believe was um fast and the furious so we got a chance to do that at least so i still had that on the archives and everything but it's been a long road it hasn't been an easy road it's been some crazy things that have happened it's gonna not stop being crazy and we're gonna keep it going whether there will be actual new cast members new co-hosts new people working that's a whole other thing but when you're doing this stuff it is a lot of fun and i've always said this many times and because of everything that has happened with this show and the fact that you know my former co-host cannot you know carry the the weight of doing all the things that was needed to be able to help bring this show more you know because it's it, it the deal is is that like once you actually do this and realize how much work goes into doing all this that's when you start to realize do you really want this because it doesn't require just for you to be on a mic to stay on it also requires that you show your face outside and recognize who you are and where you're from it worked for the wu-tang it worked for tribe called quest it worked for anybody the full horse it, it works for anybody any anybody who wants to be recognized for doing something you got to represent and if you don't represent, who's going to see you? Who's going to know about you? So you got to be that all day, every day. Shout out to the people at Dish Nation, the D.L. Hughley show. You know, hell, even TMZ to some extent. These guys know where they're from. And when they're outside of the world, they have to rep where, they, where they're from and rock with it. Full heart, all day. And... If you don't have the tendency to want to do that, if you don't have the passion and the pride to want to do that, it's not going to help. It's not going to help. So that's part of the reason why I'm doing this by myself right now, because I put in the full uh, workload on this and, you know, to make it happen. I got my pride and my pride is taking me up to this point. So all I'm saying for those out there who really want to make this happen, who really want to do their own thing. There's a, I mean, if you can find a group of people that are really and truly, truly passionate and as hungry as you, don't let them go. Do not let them go. But if you can't, you need to put in that work yourself. And, and trust me, I, I'm saying this not only as a podcast host, but also as a multimedia developer as well who works with a lot of clients who have rather up and coming businesses or established businesses. We have these conversations all the time. There's, there always a, there's always a situation that involves somebody in the group, in the team, in the committee that is not, that does not have the strength to put in the work that is needed to make it happen, you know, or or you got people who want to what I say, in a rhyming way, 
They want to lay claim to the fame and the name without the gain. You're going to have people like that. It always happens. And you some, it just winds up that you're going to be, you know, you're going to be the recipient of being somebody that could be in a TV one unsung documentary. Because if you ever watch, if any of you guys watch TV one or watch the unsung documentaries, there's always a situation where they they document an old R&B group or rap group, whatever like that, mostly R&B and, and, and such. And the, same, the story's all the same. You got five people, you got three people, you got four people in a group. There's always one person who is way more passionate than the others and is willing to put in all the work that is needed to bring out the best in that quality product or brand or whatever. It happened with Justin Timberlake. It happened with Ralph Tresvant. It happened with a lot of people. And these guys end up keeping it going while the other ones is just like taking it for granted and going out on the side. Never fails. But... I tell you this, you know, again, I don't take anything away from those guys. Um, We were we were nominated for an award. We were recognized by many other people, um, you know, from that point. But, you know, I had to you got to keep the pillar. If you're the one creating this, you got to be the pillar for all this. And trust me when I tell you, it's all worth it. It'll be all worth it at the end. I've had the opportunity to talk to so many people from many different parts of this country, if not the world. And I learned a lot of things from these people, a hell of a lot of things. Um, It helped me grow. Being on the show has helped me grow as an artist, as a business person, as a designer, because I'm constantly designing new stuff and I'm constantly doing new things. And it's keep me on, on a rep you know, with what I'm doing for viewfinders, identity search and design as well. So, uh, it's keep me on, it's keep me going. And I never take anything back from this. You know, I left my job, my initial job at the Alzheimer's association three years ago. And I never looked back because I knew I had something. I knew I had value even when they didn't. And I kept it going and I'm glad I did. I look after this year, I am, if this was to be my last of anything, I have no regrets right now because I have more than proven my worth to this world and to the people I have touched and walked past. But hey, as far as I'm concerned, we're going to keep this road going. <laughs> so again, thank you to everybody who's ever been involved, who's ever been a part of this, who's listened, who supported all of this. And I'm telling you, whatever you want to do with your life, and I'm not just talking about just everybody, all the listeners here. I'm a, I'm particularly talking about the listeners of my culture. We desperately need to hear as much of this as possible. If you have a vision of what you want to do, do not let anybody tell you otherwise. Do not let anybody ever stop you. Do not let you stop you. It's not going to happen in a day or the next day or a week or next month or a few months or next year it's going to take years to make to develop things but what's going to stand out from it is how much love you put into it and how much fun you have doing it and people will see how much love you're having and how much passion you have in it and they're going to want to find out why you're so passionate about it when they do it's going to really surprise them you're going to see the shock of the world that is like wow we need to take notice of this person Guaranteed. Talk to everybody that you see on TV right now that has done it. They'll tell you stories when they slept in a bed. 
with no heat, no electric. They'll tell you how they slept in cars. They'll tell you how they lost their house. But it's all for the sake of I'm doing what I can to get where I want to go and where I need to be and where I want to be. And they eventually did because they did not give up. They did just not settle. We need to also learn not to do the same, especially my people. Just putting it out there like that. It's true indeed. I have proof of it. There's many proofs of it out there. It's just you're going to have to put in the work. You got to work hard to have fun. That's just plain and simple from there. But again, I thank everybody. Everybody who supported this show. And uh, there's there's going to be no shortest episodes coming. You know, God willing, we're going to keep it going and keep it growing always. And like I said, I got in contact with a bunch of people that I've spoken to over the weekend of Keystone. And we're going to get together some big ones, some big names, some uh, names that you're going to need to learn about guaranteed. And, uh, and some video more video game exclusives as well so stay tuned for that i'm building it up we're gonna keep it going and again thank you to everybody thank all of the guests that has ever been on the show i can i'm proud to say that there's so many guests and really top name guests that i can't even name them <laughs> off my hand because we've gotten over like 20 it's getting to the, it's getting to the 30s now is getting to the 30s now of the guests that we have, some of them multiple times. And that also test is a testament of Talk Time Live's quality because I've had some folks that I've had on the show more than one time. Jeffrey Thorne I had three times, Kyle Haber three times, uh, Ruben Langdon three times as well. You know, and it, it, Molly twice. No, Molly three times as well. I, you know, it, it's it's been awesome. Uh, Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon and, and such, uh, you know, Thank you. Thank you all for taking the time for being on a show, for teaching me, teaching our listeners about what really goes on in the world of your um, of your craft and just, you know, educating us. Thank you all. And it's, we're going to keep it going. That's the basis of what this show is about, talking about the news, views and opinions of what we do. And also when it comes to the exclusives to educate any of those who are inspired to be in the position of the people that I interview to know what's going down you know a lot of it is like having fun and being entertained a lot of it is also to educate you to give you an opportunity a window into what you need to do in order to get where you got to go so go to talk time live exclusive check out all of that you know and my goodness just keep us going keep us going and keep us growing and again thank you to everybody thank you to read pop once again uh keystone comic-con this year and last year for really being a, a, a big support for uh, Talk Time Live and ACMG. It, just a testament. Just a testament right there. Folks, I'm not going to keep this up any longer, but thank you so very much. That will do it for this episode, the 200th episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Next week, actually. Next week, I actually stumbled onto a new anime that I want to talk about on this show. So that's going to be a talk topic because this was very interesting. Uh, another Netflix original. Uh, it's three episodes, but 
the quality and the style of this anime was very significant to me so i am going to watch it this week and um that's going to be a talk topic unless something really big comes about that we're going to talk about this week but that will be the talk topic i'll i'll definitely give you more information as time goes by but that and plus all the other news that is going down next week for select start we're going to be talking about the aftermath of everything that went down for tokyo game show as well as find out when one of the uh people one of the reps from way forward will be on the show to talk about uh their work on river city girls and everything they got coming forward and stuff that they worked on the past too as well i'm big fans of this company so i am looking very forward no pun intended to talking with them on this show as well so stay tuned for all that and much more and by the way that's not the only guess i'm getting trust me stay tuned for that as well Folks that will do it. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And for the 200th time on this Prime show, thank you and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.